0: That's B O D I dot com. Real Moms of Bravo. Real
1: real, real Moms of Bravo. Real Moms of Bravo. Real
2: Moms of Bravo. 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 Welcome to another recap of Real Moms of Bravo. Uh, Just a little, another editing program note. If you are wondering where our summer house recap is, it is over on our Patreon page. So just go to patreon.com backslash real moms of Bravo and you can join for as little as $3 a month and you can um, get those recaps as well as top pop culture headlines and so many other things. Um, but with that, we are going to dive into Jersey. And you and I have had a lot of um, conversations via text about this, but Melissa Gorga, Saying that, you know, she probably needs to have the sex talk with her daughter, who is 15 and has been dating the same boy for two years. I'm kind of surprised she hasn't had it already.
1: I'm kind of surprised as well. And again, it's so much easier to say, like, well, I would do this because I'm not in her shoes yet and I only know what toddlers are like. And I've shared this with Abby, but I'm mortified of having teenage girls <laughs> in my house. Like it stresses me out way too much, more so than it should. But I just think, I feel like as soon as my girls have their period, I feel like that conversation would be a part of it. Like, and I don't, I don't think there's anything, you know, I just think you just need to have upfront conversation. She has a boyfriend, make sure she is on birth control. I think as much as we wish our children will make good choices and not be really good and not do things as, not do things that we don't want them to do, they're also, again, impressionable young people and can be easily influenced, especially in this day and age, and might do something that they may or may not regret. So I just feel like it's important to just have upfront conversations.
2: I know, I completely agree. I also think what bothers me is that Joe Gorgo was like, she's way too young. And I don't want to even think about that. And she's never, you know, never going to do that. I know that when his boys, like, two years from now are older, he's going to be bragging about how, like, oh, yeah, they get all the girls and, you know, they're, you know, they're up for trouble and all that. Like, he's going to brag about it and take pride in it. So it's just, like, such a double standard that he feels like his daughter can't even have the conversation yet.
1: It's just a little misogynistic. And as much as I love Joey Gorga, I will say the feminist in me does have <laughs> issues with conversations and things like comments that he makes, you know, we can go back to his comments he made about Melissa when she was starting a job and how he felt like her place was more in the home and just even on how he talks about his daughter. It's one thing to be protective of your daughter, but you need to respect her as the human too.
2: I think that's the biggest thing. Yes. Respect her as like the young adult she's becoming. Uh, But then we get to see like such a, I mean, it was sad, but like such a, Different side of March. Like, I feel like she always kind of acts as if she's this strong person, which she very much is. But I, we've even had her on our podcast. I feel like I learned a lot more about her in the conversation she was having with her ghostwriter.
1: It's wild for as long as some of these housewives have been on TV that we're now just learning so much about them. Like, I think about Luann and mm-hmm. some of the things like the Millie, she had like seven lives before Housewives, I feel like. Um, And just learning about her. But I loved hearing about March's story and a little bit more, um, you know, about her relationship with her mom. And it seems like she's done a lot of work in herself in terms of like how she has equated, you know, sex, Mm -hmm. love, and some of the decision making she made in her earlier year, her younger years. So I, I really enjoyed it. I will say someone messaged us. And if you have a really good eye, apparently... Um, there's two cuts of Marge, her nail polish color change and her hair. I think it was a reshoot. I'm wondering yep, if we're they have having an yeah. Ariana LVP yeah. moment.
2: I'm guessing part of it might've been that. And, and I mean, this is just like the dumbest kind of like shedding light into it. But we, when we were at Bravo we were asked to do like a little promo clip. And so we talked about like how excited we were to be at Bravo And they're like, okay, can you wait a minute? Because they had like microphones, like kind of like they were holding one like by us. And um, they went back, listened to the audio. And they're like, no, there was too much background noise. We had to like move a little bit and we we redid it. I mean, sometimes it's hard to know what these mics are going to pick up. I'm guessing they knew this was such like an important conversation and a key part of not just like Marge's storyline, but just a key part of understanding who she is as a housewife that if there was audio that wasn't, you know, audible and that they felt like they couldn't use that, they, I feel like it, that would qualify for a reshoot.
1: Yeah. So, I, I mean,
2: I don't think it was like that. staged, like, no, fake or anything.
1: I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of felt like that the Vanderpump moment felt a little more force to me, but that's the stage of that show as well. Yeah. I I love seeing, I love seeing that side of Marge.
2: I mean, we're, I'm going to defend it because it's Marge. So there's definitely a bias there, but I feel like everyone kind of just has this general feeling that Marge really is authentically a good person and um, does seem to be very real. Like who she is on TV is who she would be. If you ran into her, we've had so many stories of people saying they like saw her at a restaurant, took a picture with her. She couldn't have been nicer. So I'm going to err on the side that it was just bad audio. Um but yeah, I really love seeing that side of her and I mean we we also saw I think some of the things she's been through kind of how it shapes how she interacts with some of the women, particularly with Jen. She was kind of the first one to be like, "No, she's not just being like a silly sloppy drunk. She needs to go home." Yes. And there have been a lot of comments and some, you know, just chatter that maybe Um, Jen has, Jennifer Aiden has an issue with alcohol. I don't know if I necessarily think it's that. I think she just went into it being like, I've been in quarantine. I have a lot of kids. I'm home with them all the time. I really just want to let loose. I think sometimes when you go into a party with that mindset of like, I'm going to let loose and people are like, here, take this shot. Like, And you already are like, yeah, I said, I'm going to have fun. I can take that shot. Oh, you're doing another one. Okay. I'll take it too. And it just like, it hits you really hard. I mean, I think we've all been there.
1: Oh my gosh. I have definitely been a Jennifer Aiden Kyle watching that. He's like, yeah, he's like, I've seen this. I've seen like you kind of turn into that. And I, I think that's exactly it. I think as moms, especially when you're so focused on your children and don't have time and clearly the issues, um, her parents' relationship and trying to be mediator there. There's a lot of stress in the home. And sometimes you want to have a good night and just get shit faced and have a good time and not feel judged for it. She, Bill was there. She was in a safe environment. She, I mean, let her hair down. I don't know that I would have done tequila pong. I mean, I love to have a good time, but that's I would cross the line at tequila pong. Like those women do not mess around. Like, I've played tequila pong
2: once. Oh and my god! Over the summer in college at my friend Tara's house, um, we did tequila pong, and we were maybe 19, so it was like cheap tequila that somebody like stole. They're like, "Oh, my parents won't miss this." It was terrible. Um, but it, I mean, I felt really sick the next day, and that was back in the age of time where um, a hangover you could just like nap for an hour and it went away. Miss those days, but yeah, I've I've played it, and um, no one really felt like the outcome. <laughs> was good um, and
1: nor was it worth it. But, you know, She's, maybe you got to just make those mistakes for yourself sometimes. She said on Watch What Happens Live, Andy had asked her how many shots she thinks she took. And she thought she took 10. I think she took way more than that. But the fact, I mean, I know she couldn't really stand. And she seems to be at least like a fun drunk. I We posted a meme about what tequila can do to you. You're either tequila carry forcing shots down people. Tequila Jennifer, take one too many shots and die, <laughs> but you're at least fun. Like she's, I was like laughing. And she was still fun. Yeah. And silly, like funny, yeah. silly, or you're tequila, Katie and tequila makes you angry.
2: Yeah. I think I'm more of a Carrie and a little bit of a Jennifer.
1: I don't think I, I don't, I don't become a Katie. I don't become a Katie. I'm not a Katie. I probably am more Jennifer than Carrie. Yeah. What do you think? I
2: think, I don't know you, but you definitely have a sense of like you love other people taking the shots I know, with you. You're
1: right? You're right. I do. I do like to bully people. Like, I I've shot. become a Jennifer
2: because you've been a Carrie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, oh, I'm gonna. Say,
2: I think actually, I think you're. I'm gonna say you're 75% Carrie, 25% Jennifer.
1: I'll take it, and I'm sure the next time I see you, I'm gonna have that in mind. So watch yeah. out, Abby. <laughs> watch out. Gosh, uh, make sure I drink lots of water before that encounter,
2: Uh, but. So even though the party ended with uh, Jennifer being taken off in her chariot by her husband, um, I do want to talk about Tony showing up at Trey. I like calling her Trey. Teresa's pool party. Pool boy Tony can get it.
1: He can definitely get it. And I feel like they fucked. There's like uh, a lot of sexual tension between the two of them. More than once. I mean, I hope she got it. I mean, she keeps talking about eating pineapple and, you know, she's wearing, I mean, she looks amazing. You know, I wish I had an ounce of confidence to wear like a little thong um, bikini, but she's, I mean, she's clearly wanting it. She's putting it out in the universe. And I guarantee Tony was more than happy to give it back to her.
2: Oh yeah. And she's been eating that pineapple. so She's ready for
1: it. Oh my gosh. What did you think of Joey Gorga in that conversation with Michelle's husband?
2: So in listening to it, I didn't realize the full extent. I thought it was just like, oh, they kind of did a business deal. One person thinks they were owed more money than the other. And then when he talked about it, I can picture Joey Gorga saying, I do business on a handshake. And then I could see him not paying. Like, I honestly think that Michelle's husband probably, there's a lot more truth to Michelle's husband's side than Joey
1: Gorga's. I agree. He got duped. Yeah, he basically got paid. And I like that Joey's like, Well, you're writing on my coattails. Yeah,
2: I know. And I like how he said, Next time I'll make sure the, the deal's in writing. And Joey's like, Yeah, you better. Yeah, it should always be in writing. I'm like, I, I can just hear Joey Gorga saying, The Italian way is
1: we do it on a handshake. Like, I just I can see him saying that. A thousand but. percent. I mean, it's kind of on Michelle's husband at this point. It's like, dude, you put a little too much faith in a <laughs> little Joey. I mean, and this is probably before all this like
2: surface, but, you know, I do think Joey Gorga is a little bit of a, a con artist and a fraud because, you know, he loves to post like posted a bunch of pictures of rehabs that then like later people are like, that's from a Zillow like listing that like that person was the agent. Like you didn't do that house. I know you didn't do it. Or you know he always puts these quotes up there, and he tries to make it seem like he's creating these quotes. We know he's not. He, he's reading them off the internet and just putting it you know with a, a picture of himself. So I mean <laughs> I kind horrible of, spelling. Oh my god! I mean, I've never met someone who doesn't understand the different ways to use two, two, two. You know, T O T O O T W O. He just doesn't get it. But so like knowing all that and seeing that, I'm like, you literally just we're willing to take it on a handshake with a guy who kind of has a history of making it seem like he's done things that he's taking for credit for things that aren't his, like, he's totally going to take your money.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. And his inspirational quotes are probably one of my favorite things in the world. Like I kind of, I'm waiting for him to release a book, like a little like calendar
2: don't, flip book. Yeah. I do
1: think I would buy it. <laughs> he, I don't think he can because he's
2: going to get sued like I think it's like when you put stuff on like social media, um, there is like there was the whole big debate. You know, someone made a meme and didn't watermark it, and then they weren't given credit. I think when you put something out there like on a public platform, it then like, like like on Instagram, it is like makes it where certain laws aren't applicable as far as like copyright and like trademark and stuff. But I think if he made a calendar and was profiting off of that calendar, he probably would get sued by some of these people who created the quotes.
1: Yeah, you're right. <laughs>
2: But I would (laughs) love it's hard
1: to prove, though, to some I mean, yeah, some of these things.
2: Yeah, uh, some of them like there's certain people that like you can Google a quote and it it looks like it was said by five people. And it's like multiple places will say it was like this person and then multiple places will say it's that person. So I do think some of those inspirational quotes are hard to prove. But if he made a calendar, I think he knows that there'd be people coming after him. Oh, for sure. What um? What would you rather use Darren for, hair extensions, or um? To be your shaman, shaman, for sure. I don't think I think he'd be bad at extensions. I'd rather him you know sit there and like ring his little gong bell
1: than um touch my hair. Uh, a thousand percent. Okay, you are a lot more religious than me. What is your take on a shaman in general? Period.
2: I know there's people in certain like Christian and Catholic faiths that like definitely like don't believe in doing that kind of stuff because it's like a practice of another religion. Um, I mean, I know there's people who like, I've said like, oh, I'm going to go to a medium because, you know, I'd love to like connect with my dad who's passed away. And they're like, oh, I wouldn't like, that's kind of like against my religion. I really wouldn't do that. So I guess it kind of depends. And like, as with anything and religion's the same way, how you like interpret some of the thing, like some of the things in the Bible. And if you take it a little bit more literal, then yeah, you would look at somebody like a shaman um, who's like, you know, cleaning auras and like spirits and stuff like that to be anti-Christian. I would never attack somebody for that though. Like, I just don't, like, I think Brandy is trying so hard to clean her image up and the best way to do it is to be the, like I've never heard her talk so much about being a sister of Christ and the Bible as she has this season. And I think it's no coincidence this was also the first season since her racist videos came to light.
1: Yeah, no, I just I thought Deandra later on in the episode I'm jumping ahead, but I thought she'd own her in the sense of, you know, you're the same person who believes in mediums and ghosts. And I just feel like she's talking out of her ass and like trying to save face and everything she's saying, she's talking like really like this. And as a woman, a sister Christian and I'm like, Oh my God, this to me, sounds like a bunch of bullshit from my point of view. And it just feels very hypocritical. Exactly. And I think that is like, sometimes can be the problem
2: with people who are super, super devout and take some things to be literal, because I would, I like to err on the side of part of religion uh, and Christianity is like, you know, accepting people who might not be accepted and who are different than you, because it's really not your place to judge. Like if you truly believe that Deandra is going to hell for this, then you truly believe that Jesus will judge her when she when she dies, when the when the judgment day comes. So it's not your place to judge her. Now I you could argue like, oh, maybe Brandy's trying to save her or something like that. But I don't know. I just think, you know, whether you think it's silly or not, then if it really bothers you, don't go. You know, like you don't need to push your opinions on someone else and try to make them feel guilty for something that makes them feel better. In many ways, this Darren guy is like a therapist for Deandra. And if that's what helps her heal. And helps her learn to have conversations with people. I mean, we saw what happened with Carrie. You know, then great, support it. I don't. I don't think there's anything wrong with it personally.
1: Well, thank you for sharing. Yeah, your there's my I two kind of cents. No, I, yeah. I wanted your point of view because you are a woman of faith, and you know, you have your point of view. So I was just interested in your personal take on yeah. it because you're a lot more closer to that <laughs> than me. Like I can speak from my point of view, which is going to be like, well, this sounds like a crock of shit, but. I wanted your thoughts.
2: No, I yeah, appreciate it. I'm sure and I will say like <clears throat> everyone's entitled to their own opinion, especially as it comes to religion. I just like, that's how I feel about it. So I'm sure there's somebody who's going to interpret it differently and feel differently. I just would encourage you if you feel the need to reach out to us about it. Like I'm willing to have a conversation. Let's just have it in a,
1: um, a positive manner. So respectful manner, respectful before manner. Before we talk more about the episode, as a side note, we have heard those rumors about Brandy. Mm -hmm. And her husband, we have seen said video. We basically didn't feel, we felt icky about sharing it. Um, We're not, I mean, I wouldn't say, especially after the season, I'm the biggest Brandy fan. But the video was released, um, allegedly, in 2018. And not knowing that they could have possibly have worked through those issues. We just didn't want to... Speak about it if it's already been discussed in their relationship and marriage, and kind of wanted to leave it at that. I think it's the perfect way to summarize it.
2: Um, and there's also a sense of, as much as we said, Brandy's trying to change the narrative and flip, you know, everyone's view of her. Um, she this is somebody who has had mental health issues, um, and so there's just a sense of like she's left Housewives seemingly like she hasn't really posted anything. I don't know. I just, I also don't like the idea of kicking people when they're down. You know, she's not speaking about it. Her mother-in-law passed away. Her daughter was in the car accident. She just had a baby. I don't know. I just think like sometimes you need to give people a little bit of grace and privacy. And, you know, for me right now, this feels like not a time really to like post about it and insinuate more gossip. Now that being said, if she was still a housewife and like bragging about her marriage and how perfect it is, then yeah, I'd probably feel the need to post it. Um, so that might seem hypocritical, but for now, like, that's just kind of how that's we feel. That's the truth. Yeah. That's the truth. <laughs> um, and then this is how we both feel about it. We both discussed it. So um, that that is that. Uh, but speaking of odd relationships, Court and Cam, I really can't stand the way he acts like she's just this dumb Barbie that, like, he can't talk to her about the house because she'll just get so excited to buy another one. And he doesn't want, like, I mean, tries to make it sound like he's, like, concerned for her. But he was like shocked that she knew how to use the Zillow app. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like I look at Zillow every day and I'm not even in like wanting to buy a house. So I would know if my house all of a sudden was like pending or contingent.
1: I think it's pretty like a sign of disrespect in my opinion. It's kind of like really uh, show a little respect for me and your relationship. And that's a huge decision. I feel like regardless of how your finances are divided up and let's say he has a little bit more coin in the bank than she does. Doesn't matter. They're in a relationship. They're in a union and she should have awareness of that. It's as much of her property as it is his. So she should have visibility to that. I just feel shady.
2: Yeah, it it does feel like it just feels weird. Um, And maybe you can say like, I don't want, I'm not going to, I don't want to tell you too much because I'm not sure it's going to go through, but I just want you to know that we've accepted an offer. Like, shouldn't she like, she'd have to sign stuff. You can't sell the house without her.
1: Well, and wouldn't the house have been shown? Like, would, did he go around her back? Like, how? no, <laughs> she that, was in Austin, that's when it all happened. While she was in Austin, but that just feels shady. And knowing her, she probably has some sort of ring bell or something. She would know. I mean, yeah, I have an iPhone and see when the I get a notification and see if I get a package delivered and immediately trying to hide it from my husband. But <laughs> she should, she would know if someone she didn't recognize came to look at her house.
2: Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, just give her some credit court, uh, but that's, so there's Dallas for oh, you.
1: Simmons. Oh my gosh. Yes.
2: We have to talk about this. So Tiffany gets, um, like a surprise birthday party for her and cam does it a great job throwing it. I'm um, knowing Winnie the fact, Carrie. sorry, Carrie. Yes. Um, knowing the fact that like they kind of, I don't want to say butted heads, but it didn't seem like they were off to like a, a great start, you know, pushing somebody who doesn't know how to swim in a pool isn't necessarily a way to say, let's be friends, but Carrie throws her this amazing party. I thought given the fact that it was COVID you know, and it had to be smaller, it was a really cool theme. She went all out. Um, I don't know. I just thought it, like, it showed that she put a lot of thought and detail into it. And I do think some of it was a jab at Deandra to be like, you don't know how to throw a party. And I do, but uh, at the party, everyone is really letting loose. Even Tiffany is just having a lot of fun. And Deandra is super drunk, and someone—I guess it was Cam—asked her, or I don't remember. Somebody asked her, "Why is your last name Simmons when that was your stepfather's name?" And so she says to her mom, who has not been drinking, is literally just sitting there judging everyone. You can tell by the look on her face. That
1: <laughs> Mama M- D. Mama
2: D. was like, "These girls has
1: usually awesome. only one face, and that is a yeah. judging face."
2: Yeah. <laughs> and Mama D. said, "Oh, you." You changed it because you thought Simmons could open more doors for you than whatever her other one was. And she just gets like so upset, starts calling her mom a bitch and just get like, just saying awful things. And like, this is why I don't, like I don't think she's like necessarily the best mom, but I, there's something about somebody that can just stay so calm, even like a Jackie, you know, Teresa's yelling at her and she just was like, I win," and just so calm Mama D just gets up, walks over. You can, you don't see it, but she's like talking to production and says, can you please get the mic off of me? I'm going to leave. She's, you know, she's too drunk and going crazy. Like she didn't yell back at her. She didn't do anything else. She just was like, all right, I'm going to leave the situation. Um, and then Deandra is still like yelling and going crazy. I will say though, I mean, Cam is kind of in that, like, higher society circle of Dallas, or she claims to be. And, you know, she said that she heard the same thing, that it was kind of known that Deandra changed her last name because that would open up more doors. I don't, I mean, it was her stepfather. It's not like, you know, I made a meme about it and joked, like I changed my last name to Bezos, but like, it's not like that. I mean, she actually knew, you know, like she was part of the Simmons family. I don't think it's, I don't think it's a bad thing to say, Hey, like I love my stepfather and I think his last name would open more doors
1: for me. I think Mama D was, I think there's definitely a truth to it. I mean, considering the fact, I think so much of Deandra and her mom's relationship, I think what's hard to watch is how much power her mom has because of money. Like how she yelled, like, I might get rid yeah. of the inheritance and, you know, her mom didn't give her a loan when really she could have. And I would have no doubt that she her mom was feeding an eighteen year old her eighteen year old daughter and was like, I think you should change your name. And Mama Deep probably said it in some manipulative manner, with the intent knowing that she could open more doors. But I guarantee she also told her daughter that. So I mean, I wanna give Deandra a little bit of grace because at eighteen, you know, you yeah, you think you know a lot, but you really don't. So maybe in her heart of hearts, she might've been thinking it's because my relationship with my stepdad and whatnot, but I have no doubt in my mind that her mom like had that conversation with her initiated all of that. Like, there's no way, like most 18 year olds are like, I want to change my last name. You know what I mean? Yeah. I no, I, I agree. I'm sure mama D did initiate it.
2: Um, and also for the fact that she, I mean, she cares about the underground and probably wanted to set her up for a better business future. Um, I don't know. I I and I don't think it's really that wrong. I don't think it's like using her stepfather because it does seem like he was a big part of her life. She clearly loved him. Like I don't know. I guess I just don't I don't I don't think that it's like bad to admit like yeah, I just realized that that could open up a lot more doors for me. Because like how weird to always be like, "Oh, I'm so and so Simmons' stepdaughter." If it's just your last name, people are like, "Oh, is that your dad?" and you're like, "Yeah." Yeah. So. Absolutely. Um what did you think about Cynthia's wedding and the fact that her quote home footage was all we had of it because production would not do it due to COVID.
1: I mean, we, we've keep we said this like so many times, but you don't have a 200 person wedding during a pandemic. Like, I just think that to me speaks volumes in and of itself. I do like that her footage, she was definitely being like Calculating in the sense, making sure that there were masks on and the face shields and whatnot. But I just, yeah. I
2: kind of have the same thought. Like, I, I'm, it sucks that people were writing bad things about her in the press. And it seemed like every little thing kept going wrong for her wedding. And she wanted it to be outdoors and then it rained. But at the end of the day, you invited 200 people, like, it, whether they would have been outdoors or indoors, they still would have been kind of in close quarters. And, you know, we did see a lot of people in you know face shields and masks, but I don't know. I just kind of felt like I don't have a lot of sympathy for you.
1: No, I don't either. I'm like, of course people we are going to talk about it. Like you would talk about it. Like, don't get upset. This was your decision, and don't be. I mean, people are dying to get out of their houses, so like, don't be that surprised yeah. that 200 people said yes. I would assume so many of those people assumed that not a lot of people would go because of a pandemic. You know what I mean? Like everyone maybe had that mindset. Well, I bet no one's really going to be there. So I feel okay going.
2: Yeah. No, I I think that's okay to even say like, we invited a lot of people thinking like, oh, it's a pandemic. Not a lot of people are going to go. And I think it's like, honestly, I think she would have said at the end of the day, we're going to do everything we can to make people safe. But no one came here because they felt like they had to, like everyone had a choice of whether or not to come. And there was some risk associated with that choice. But these people were here to celebrate us and I'm appreciative of that. Like, and then like, and, you know, say like I, Brad press is going to come from it because everything that's going on, like, I think if she would just owned it a little bit more and not, have tried try to be like, oh my God, poor me. Why is everyone saying bad things about my 200 person wedding in the middle of a pandemic? It's like, did you really think that you were going to get like this glowing write-up of like what a wonderful wedding it was? Andy's definitely
1: going to grill her on that.
2: Uh, yeah, I, for sure. I mean, even Kelly freaking Dodd knew not to do that big of a wedding. And she yeah, thinks it's exactly. a hoax, yeah. you know, like, oh, I don't know. The other thing that like, and this was kind of one of those episodes where I was like, oh, Atlanta, like you need to have a big one next week because the wedding thing, I think it was just kind of annoying and frustrating. And I, I don't know, I didn't have a lot of sympathy and I wanted to just like move past it. And then also just Kenya on this, like winch, witch hut about the bolo thing,
1: just let it go. Let it go. Some people got theirs and be happy for them, <laughs> regardless of what they look like, that looks like they have to live with it. So just be happy for them.
2: When she was like, they were kind of like making fun of like Tanya, like she flew to connect to Canada. I'm like, well, yeah, because she probably like was sick. Like she doesn't want to have to be grilled by you and be interrogated. Like they're adults. They made these decisions when they thought the cameras were off. So like, I just, I don't know, like, yeah, these weird cameras picked up a little bit and you heard something, but like if I was on a bachelorette party and I thought I heard something, I might like pull the person aside and be like, Hey, good for you. Like tell me a little more, but I don't, I don't think I would have just continued it on like camera on, on the witch hut. However, as, as annoyed as I am with it, I mean, without it, we probably wouldn't have known (laughs) who
1: it really was. So. I guess thanks we can Kenya. be annoyed with too much of it being discussed. Yeah. I mean, we're housewife fans We're they can yeah. give us the juiciest content and we'll find a way to be annoyed. <laughs> yeah, about I know it. we're so ungrateful yet. So grateful at the same time. Uh, one thing about
2: the wedding though, and this is kind of like my last point, but I, I'm, if you have others, I definitely want to hear it. Cynthia's vows were terrible compared to Mike's. Yeah. <laughs> She's just kind of like, and all that stuff. I love you. I'm like, wait, what did something get cut out? Like, I mean, I guess maybe if that's just her personality, but I was kind of like, I think he deserves a little bit more than, than that.
1: (laughs) Oh, Cynthia, 50 cent. (laughs) That was a 50 cent. (laughs) It really (laughs) was. It was a true 50 cent moment. Um, What, did you have any other
2: hot takes from the, uh, the wedding?
1: No, I mean, the wedding was the wedding. I mean, it, it was beautiful, but what I did. What did you think
2: about Portia and Dennis and their conversation?
1: I was pretty heartbreaking, but I felt like it was raw and real. Um, I like that she, you know, acknowledged the fact that they weren't sharing a child that they would, she would truly be done with them. Um, And I don't know. It just made me feel sad for her.
2: I think like the hardest part too, was it seemed like there was a piece of both of them that wanted it to work because of, their daughter. And I just, I don't know. I think that'd be so hard. I saw a video on Instagram that was like, like floating around, um, of a dad who, um, splits custody with his daughter. And he said, every time he turns on this one street to take her to her mom's house, she starts crying because she knows that like, she's not going to get to hang out with her dad anymore. And it was just like really gut-wrenching to watch. And like, I made me have so much like sympathy for divorced parents because it would be so hard to not get to see your kid all the time. And so I I don't know, I just, I, I get that. Kind of have, like in the back of your mind, like, could we make it work? Could I, you know, like settle for some of these things? But I was kind of proud of her for not. Like, I thought it was gonna come to a point where like, they're like, well, let's work on trying to be together. Um, and it's, I mean, it definitely seemed like they were kind of in a place where they were going to figure out a way to co-parent and she would never stop Dennis from seeing PJ, but that it just, it wasn't going to work for them anymore.
1: No. And I'm glad, honestly, I I feel like there's got to be a sense of relief in that in a way,
0: oh, like yeah. just being
1: done with the trying part. And mm-hmm. then you can just really focus on your daughter and finding your own happiness, whatever that may look like. I can't wait to see who Portia ends up with. like, I know. I feel like t- like there's
2: certain people, I think, that are just like due for like a really good relationship, whether it goes to marriage or not. And Portia, I think, is one of those people.
1: Oh, yes. We've seen her, I mean, with her marriage and um, I forgot that asshole's name, but that horrible oh, yeah. marriage. And um, then with Dennis, we thought she was getting her fairy tale. Then all those cheating rumors, which probably were true. And now I just, yeah, I, I want her to find... A man that will love her and respect her and give her all the things that she deserves.
2: Amen. All right. So now it is time for our shout out. And um, we did a post about this, but this week's shout out, I want to give to all Asian housewives, um, particularly, uh, well, to the whole Asian community um, as a whole. I know that um, there's just been some horrible events in the news that have really I think broken a lot of hearts and saddened all of us and we stand with the Asian community um and especially our Asian housewives um and current housewives uh Tif- Dr. Tiffany Moon and um Crystal Mink wait Crystal Minkoff right no why am I saying it wrong
1: you're saying you're thinking of like Rebecca Minkoff.
2: Yes. Okay <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um yeah, no,
1: no it is crystal minkoff
2: it's crystal minkoff okay um But yes, so we stand with her as well, and I'll learn to say her name with a little bit more confidence by the time Beverly Hills airs. Um, But we just know that, like the attacks on the Asian community, we've been talking about it, um, you know, off the record and texting each other, and it truly is just like really heartbreaking to see all of this happening because a sense that some people think that they're to blame for COVID. I don't know. It's just like I can't even like wrap my brain around how somebody would think like that.
1: I know. And this kind of goes back to say, like, I think the importance and if anything 2020 has taught us and all these conversations about the racial injustices that we've seen is to be anti-racist is so important. And if you see someone being a dick, call them out on it. It doesn't mean you have to be mean about it. Just say like, hey, I I don't know that I would say that because of X, Y, Z. Like, I just think the more we hold people accountable, the more we'll get better as a society. And again, our children are watching.
2: Yeah. Um, all right. So that wraps up this week. Uh, we are recording this on Friday. So we hope everyone has a great weekend. Um, spring weather is kind of coming around at some parts. It's sunny here in St. Louis today. Is it sunny in Kansas city?
1: Yeah, it's sunny in Kansas city. The weather's getting warmer. We're get, all getting closer and closer to being vaccinated and getting closer to a sense of normalcy. So yes, we hope you have a wonderful weekend or day. We hope you have a really great day. And if you haven't already, we really appreciate your support by leaving us a review, and or a written review as well. It does really help us with our bookings. We just had Cindy on. Um, we have a couple fun guests that we're really excited about to come on. And honestly, your words of support keep us going. Abby and I had a moment of uh, this week where we both like I'm being honest with you all, where we had a, like, ugh we're working so hard. And sometimes it doesn't feel like you're, um, what, what am I trying to say? Abby seeing the,
2: yeah. Like you don't see it always like pay off. There was like a sense of like, do we scale back? Do we do more? What, you know, like I think with anything, you know, we've been doing this for two and a half years. So there was kind of like a, I don't know, we were just having like a realization. I think we were just kind of like womp womp, like just didn't think things were going quite the way we were hoping. And then we got like an amazing message that totally like changed my mind.
1: Yeah. So I feel like those reviews really do mean a lot and it captures our heart. And if you want to support us again, we're two working moms. We do this on the side. We have full-time jobs. We should be doing <laughs> right now. But we work 40 hours or more a week on top of being uh, mothers, wives, friends. And then we do this because we love it and the feedback that you give us. So please support us in that way. And if you want to support us monetarily, consider checking out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Real of
0: Bravo, and we will catch you next week. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Are
1: you ready to get started?